Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, World champion in pork at the Jack Daniels World Invitational and pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Who that? That that would be Andy. Andy, hope you had a good Fourth of July weekend. I had a great Fourth of July weekend. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm I'm still feeling the the, the fireworks going off in my head. <laughs> a week later. A week later. <laughs> I was I was thinking about Fourth of July weekend. I was thinking, you know, T Bone and I were a little older, and I figured that. Probably, hopefully, neither one. I know I wasn't going to do anything stupid. I figured, T-Bone, you weren't doing anything stupid Fourth of July weekend. Oh, no. I'm too old for that. Me too. A guy was making fun of me about fireworks. I said, I'm too old and too fat to run. So I'm not doing fireworks. But Andy, I got worried about that. uh, Well, you know, we live on, we've got the lake there. And then it happened to be a weekend where there were a couple of other uh, folks available to come out. We do a little fireworks display at the lake and all that. So. We have some people over, so of course we had Todd Johns over. We had uh, our, our friend Brian Rosenfeld over. We had a few f- people over that are all foodies, so we were kind of throwing down pretty hard. Well, my concern with Andy being a little younger, a little crazier, that all of a sudden he had one of those hold my beer moments when it came to fireworks. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't do that. I, I am way too old and fat to worry about that. I watch them, yeah, uh, but yeah. I am not gonna. I'm not running from a mortar anymore. <laughs> so coming up. On our show today, uh, we're very excited to have Brad and Bree. They're from Black Magic Barbecue. Very interesting story. They won a barbecue contest, and they're going to be at the brand new Kansas City Airport, which opens up in about, is it about a year? Is it 20, 2023, I think? Yes, and, yes, uh, in the spring. In the spring of 2023, which is going to be hopefully completely done right in time for the NFL draft, which is coming to Kansas City, which yes. is a big deal for this city. Yes, it's supposed to be done the day before, <laughs> I, I, I believe. I don't doubt that. Uh, <laughs> but they have, a, they have a serious deadline. But in their uh, restaurant in the airport will be Black Magic Barbecue. And you can check them out on Facebook, of course, at Black Magic Barbecue. And then also... Oh, I, I've got to throw this in. Sure. Uh uh, especially for Brad. His barbecue beans are amazing. I love good barbecue beans. Yeah. Nice. They are what they're, like I told you, this is what they're supposed to be. Okay, but that that just begs the question, what makes them amazing, T-Bone? Oh, I like that. It's the Ask T-Bone okay. spot. Should, should we? Uh, Sponsored by our July. I, I have the definitive answer. Okay. Tasty. <laughs> I mean, do they put burn ends in them? Do they have some special pickled jalapeno in Bacon. there or something? No, like, I, I, I think what they do is probably get a can of Van Camps. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I, that was when I first met him. I wasn't going to ask for any details right. just i was you just, just love because that's a pretty them. heady statement when you say they're the best beans i've ever well, i mean that's a heady statement you know they're my, up there my goal for the year has been trying new sides and every once in a while i'll try a, a side of baked beans i go mm, not so much yeah i mean there's, there's a restaurant in town which i will not name on the radio 
And I love their brisket. I love their burnt ends. Their beans, not so much. Oh, I know the place. I know you do, but I'm not saying that. I do not want that lawsuit. So anyway, we're going to have Black Magic Barbecue on, Bree and Brad, and you can check them out. Also, not only on Facebook, but on Instagram at Black underscore Magic underscore BBQ. So we'll have them on on segments two and three of the show. Uh, so It was good of you to underscore all that for the listeners. Well, isn't that what you have wow. to do? I don't know. He's throwing the jokes in there. Now he's making fun of me, which is something that never happens on this show. And finally, <laughs> in the fourth segment, we're going to be talking to Andy about making some homemade sauces. Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah, you something want to throw creative. down a little something that you can put your stamp on? Yeah. yeah. I Why watched that on that? TV. And sure, I'm, surely I'm not the only one. I mean, when you're, when you're out there doing it, you, that thought crosses your mind as, you, as you've got whatever you might have a bottle of... Sweet Baby Rays or something or like that. Or a bottle of Smoke on Wheels Casey Bootleg or, you know, any any of those. Well, no, no, not with that. Pre-plug, pre-plug. Not with that because, because you're not going to have that and go, God, I wonder if I could do better. Well, obviously you wouldn't but see you, better. But everybody has their own taste buds and, and certain... I'm not a big salt guy, so when I get a rub, I don't like a lot of salt on it, so... But but we're going we're gonna to have some fun with that and uh, and I've got a story to tell. Which that never happens. Also, speaking of last weekend being Fourth of July, um, just real quickly, I love Nathan's hot dogs, but I don't not enjoy when I'm flipping channels and seeing some guy trying to shove fifty Nathan hot dogs down his throat in ten minutes or what. No, I, I don't. That need to contest see that. grosses me out every year. And they're dipping them in, water, dipping them in water and doing yeah. So yeah, you, you missed it then. You didn't see it. He was at about dog number seventeen. I missed it too. I was looking away or something. Some idiot ran up on stage. Oh, I heard something about stepped this. Stepped right in front in front of Joey Chestnut, and you know, if you don't know, he's the reigning yes. world champion for like the last forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he he was holding a a, a some sort of a placard. he had a Darth Vader mask on, <laughs> and was a, and Chestnut literally had to grab the guy and throw him out of the way because he really? got in between his plate. Oh yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> Not with Joey. Uh-uh. Nope. Now don't get in front of his name. Nathan's. And actually, I would do the same thing. So anyway, that was that was, of course, uh, July 4th. You know, every year, like July 4th, you know, there's that part where you're home chilling, flipping channels. And every year I flip channels and hit ESPN and hit that darn contest. I go, no. And I'm, I'm off to watching uh, anything but that. Um, also, Fourth <laughs> uh, of July, I treated myself to a ribeye. Nice. Which I had these. Okay, I, I went I went and got these thin ribeyes, and very quickly, so I prepared them, I did everything. But I got a question for you, and we're running out of time because we've been yakking. But you know how you're supposed to let them rest, which I do. Yep. But when you go to a, some restaurants, some steakhouses, they put them on a hot plate that's sizzling when they bring it out. How is that resting? It, uh, they've probably been sitting on that hot plate for a couple of minutes at okay. the pass, and then by the time they bring it to you, they're also bringing you your sides on right, more of those. Right. So the the plate is hot, but it's not it's not overly hot. Okay. I think you, you could so still just rest. a couple more minutes, and you're going to be fine. Well, I just thought of that when I was cooking them this weekend. They were delicious, by the way. And thank you, Andy, for all your steak treats or treats, oh, steak tips, because it helped me. <laughs> 
steak strips. I feel like a dog. We, here here we, we go. We throw yeah, David I'm treats throwing. now and then. <laughs> it's, the only way, it's the only way we can get him to close up a segment. He anyway. gets a steak tip. That's it. <laughs> we're, we're, again, we're running out of time. But So we're going to do our Ask Andy segment sponsored by our barbecue sauce of the month, which is Smoke on Wheels, pork, marinade, and injection, which you can get at All Things Barbecue. Check out their website, atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do we got for us this week? Okay, Paul Long from Blandon, Pennsylvania. Hi, Paul. Has a question, and yes, he's sir. looking for any tips or tricks for storing barbecue chicken or ribs and brisket that are leftovers and reheating them. Oh, good. Good, good question. All right. So the best way to do that is if you have a vacuum packer. So whether it's a, a chamber sealer like a real cryovac or whether it's a food saver. Mm-hmm. If you can cryovac that down, and it's harder to do with the food saver because you can't put any of the juice in with it. You just kind of have to leave it whatever's there. But if you're doing that, chill it first, put it in the cryovac bag, and seal it. Because then you can warm it up in the vac-sealed bag, and you won't lose any moisture. When you say warm it up, do you mean like in boiling water? Yeah, put the bag in boiling water and just bring it up to serving temp. The other way to do it would be to just wrap it really tightly in foil and go into a 300-degree oven, um, but you just risk steaming it out or drying it out. Right. Uh, the, the cryovac really helps that, and you can take that to the freezer or just refrigerate it and then pull it out and use it. Not that this has ever been an issue for me, but how long, say, like ribs, can you have them stashed there in the refrigerator after for leftovers? Ah, there's so many variables there but uh, you can usually go a couple of days uh, in the fridge but you can freeze them and they'll last for six months okay. yeah. well i i actually can't go a couple of days but <laughs> before, before, they get before they're gone hey paul great question thanks so much we're gonna send you some smoke on wheels pork marinade and injection coming up we got brie and brad they just won this very cool contest they're going to be featured at the new kansas city airport They are Black Magic Barbecue, and you can find them on Instagram at black underscore magic underscore barbecue here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Kais, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Our guests this week, well, they want a huge contest made for KC. It's Black Magic Barbecue. It's Brad and Bree. Um, this is just a cool thing we're going to talk about because they're going to be featured at the brand new Kansas City, down, or I start to say downtown airport. Yeah. No, no, that thing's up by St. Joseph, Missouri, for those of you in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, but Brad Calder and Bree Vi, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having us. Well, we are very excited to have you. This has been all over the news in Kansas City, but and I, and and this is a national show, but but this is of interest all over the country because I don't think it's ever happened before. You guys can tell us this, but the airport, which is they're building a brand new airport with a lot of cities have done, but they went okay. Well, we need some barbecue here, and they had a contest, and you guys not only won a big check for the contest. But you guys are going to be featured at the new Kansas City Airport. Is that all correct? Yes. So that is correct. Yeah, tell, we'll tell be us about at the airport fa- for one year. And tell us about it, Brad. 
So the Made for KC um, came out, uh, the idea came out to the teams in like February of this year, and they wanted teams that had um, competed for the last couple of years. You had to at least compete in three competitions, um, KCBS sanctioned competitions, and you had to be in good standing with KCBS. Uh, they were only accepting 36 teams into this, so they did a lottery drawing, and uh, we were fortunate enough to get drawn for it. Um, huge prize money involved with this. Um, they were really trying to attract the best of the best. And, uh, so just the one day prize money was, I think like $46,000 grand championship was $25,000 for the grand champion and uh, just huge money involved in this. You know, Brad, I was so going to, we fo- Brad, I wanted to ask you about your new Lexus, by the way, it looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw I, it on, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> well, if, if you've been involved in barbecue, you know exactly where that money's going. <laughs> yeah, that money just disappears right into the kitty because there's usually yeah, a negative you, you gotta, sucking you sound. Go there. Pay off some debt. <laughs> so for a, for an unsponsored team, uh, we don't we don't have a single sponsor. We have one ambassadorship, but uh, no sponsors. We're we're self funded on this whole thing. So yeah, it gets that's quite expensive. Yeah, especially now, everything has gone up from the entry fees to the cost of meat to fuel to get there, right? So it's it's definitely a uh, something that you're you're committed to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So and uh, so you win made for KC, and if I recall, grand prize was twenty five thousand, right? So yeah, grand, you get uh, that GC was twenty five. You get that check, but then as part of the kind of the draw of this event was because you're going to be named on the, the menu at the new restaurant in the terminal at the airport. That's like 8,000 square feet of barbecue and retail. And you mm-hmm. get a cut of that for the next year, right? So it's, the, it's yeah. the prize purse that keeps on giving. Um, it, so you could yes. have your next year of barbecue funded. <laughs> I think we. we I think you just. I think you just moved up to an SUV, Lexus. By the way, on that. So so how how excited is it to be the first barbecue restaurant in the brand new airport? I mean, that's got to be so exciting. It, it is, and and we're excited that we get to share our recipes and our techniques, and we get to train the cooks at the restaurant on how to cook our recipes, and then the first experience with people coming into Kansas City is going to be black magic barbecue mm-hmm. and they're going to taste our barbecue and you know if anybody that's met brie and i we are very much perfectionists and we like it a certain way and um we do have quality control over the restaurant too which is going to be nice so we're talking with brad and brie from black magic barbecue they've just won the made for kc contest and we're talking about how all of those things are going to play out you know next year in the new terminal uh, talk a little bit about that food, right? So you guys are particular. Who does what in the in the competition side of the cooking? Like I know in, in on my team, I we like to say that I'm the framer and my wife's the finisher. So <laughs> I do the the big long part of the cook, and she's you know the queen of the box when it's going to turn in. So how, how do you guys break that up? So Bree and I are a true team. Her and I together. Um, she cooks chicken and brisket. And then I do the ribs and the pork. 
And she's involved in every bit of the cook from start to finish when it comes to trimming meat, making sauces, making injections, making, getting the rubs together. Um, she's a, a huge part of it. And she really owns her two categories, which makes it easier for me to really focus in on my two. So it, it's really worked out well for us. And she's, she's cooking some killer briskets um, and her chicken's always good. So. Brad, I got to um, actually... ask you something about Bree. Does she also like football? Yes, she does. You have uh, you is. have the golden ticket right there. Do not ever divorce I, this woman, okay? <laughs> I will not. Plus, plus, I understood they made the uh, checkout to Bree's name anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm pretty much tied now. <laughs> so, so when you first started doing barbecue, what was what's the first thing that that? And we're going to talk to Bree in the next segment. But Brad, what was your personally your first uh, cooking experiences as far as like competitions and things like that? Um, so competitions. I've always been a backyard cook. Uh, started out cooking in restaurants, barbecue restaurants, when I was a teenager down at like the Ozarks, and then uh, had some buddies that got together and they wanted to cook a competition back in 2017. So we just set up a bunch of tents and we cooked for a weekend and um, kind of got our rear end handed to us, but we had a good time. <laughs> then that, Andy, but, doesn't that happen a lot when you first start that out? That does. Yeah. You got to figure out where the target is first before you start. <laughs> we shooting, learned a right? lot though. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, when Bree and I started dating a couple years ago, um, one of my buddies asked, uh, you know, come cook a local contest with him and, you know, I'm like, well, let's go do it. And she had never been involved in it, and uh, she was just in awe of everything that was going on out there, the the trailers, the cookers, just how nice the people were. And uh, she fell in love with it, which helped me with my next proposal of let's go do this. (laughs) So let's go spend $100,000 and and prepare to go cook barbecue. Yeah, which, I mean, you can can start as simple or as complex as you want, but... You know, it definitely uh, pays off to have a few of those accoutrements right out of the gate. If you can get a trailer, you're a you're a, a step ahead of cooking under a tent and dealing with all of the weather. Did Having you, said that, oh, most absolutely. of the time, did, did you just call Bria a accoutrement? No, accoutrement. Andy likes to use big words on the show. The I mean, I, I just know that and anymore when if we get time to sneak off and cook a contest, I'm usually doing it on a tailgate with an easy. Up. So <laughs> so now I've gone completely the other direction. The 32 foot fifth wheel is gone. And I but Andy has five smokers in his backyard <laughs> and none of the neighbors complain, uh, but he pays them off in food. We're talking with Brad Coulter and Bree Vi. They are Black Magic Barbecue. You can check them out on Facebook at Black Magic Barbecue or Instagram at Black underscore magic underscore bbq and tiktok from my understand brad is one heck of a dancer so you want to check out brad on tiktok at bradley coulter and that's c-o-l-t-e-r we're talking about barbecue they are the winners of the made in kc and they're going to be at featured at the um Kansas city airport next year and we'll be talking to them more next segment on barbecue radio network barbecue radio network will be right back Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer, T-Bone. 
and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster Andy Groneman. This week, we're talking to Brad Coulter and Bree Vi. They are the team of Black Magic Barbecue. They won a Made for KC contest, which means they're going to be in the airport in Kansas City for one year. That is a big, big deal. And, uh, you know, the NFL draft's coming to KC real soon. So, Bree, you're going to be feeding a lot of football fans. You know that? <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah, and, and no, you will be. And they're all going to be coming in for brisket, <laughs> they right? They will, trust so me. They trust me. We need to go straight to brisket. That's what I want to hear about. Tell that's us where about, it's at, right? That, <laughs> I mean, that's your category, right, Bree? You're, you're the brisket uh, maven. I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I guess if you can call it call it that. But yes, I, I, I do cook the brisket for our team. Well, well Bree, we were favorite. talking off air. You know, when you first started, and a lot of people listening have never, you know, they've done chicken and ribs mm-hmm. and hamburgers and steaks, but they've never done a brisket because they're kind of intimidated by it. But when you first started, you were a little intimidated by it. But but you've obviously you guys have done some very well with your brisket. Talk us through for the backyard person. What's the best things to be doing with brisket? Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back. Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Oh, absolutely. I was extremely intimidated at trimming it. It wasn't so much the injecting, the rubbing, the actual cooking part of it, but it was trimming it and messing it up, if you will. Um, but like we kind of discussed off air just a little bit ago, you, you're not really going to mess it up. Um, so like when I first started, I didn't want to do the expensive competition briskets where we spend $250 on a brisket as my first trim. So we went to Costco, got a Costco Prime, um, which was about half the cost. And then I got to work on it from there. Um, for competition, we separate out the the flat part and then the point part, which is where the burn ends come from. Um, but for your backyard, I you don't have to do that. Um, I would suggest um, when if you were to get like a Costco Prime, Um, We actually got our highest call ever so far in brisket with a Costco Prime last year in um, Osceola, but um, we did something called wet aging it. So we bought the Costco Prime, the bigger, the better, especially when you're talking about primes, because that means that the fat and the marbling is going to be throughout the meat. Um, So if you bring it home, you wet age them for about 25 to 28 days in your fridge. And no, they do not go bad. Um, <laughs> that was a huge fear I had. I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to keep this piece of meat in my fridge for a month and it's still going to be okay to cook. Yes, it it, um, it helps age the meat, which helps tenderize the meat and pulls in that extra beef flavor. So um, so we wet age our the primes. And like your competition briskets, the higher end briskets, a lot of times are already, that part's already done for you, which is one of the reasons why they are more flavorful and that kind of thing as well. Um, But the Costco prime, or not just Costco, but prime briskets and choice briskets are not wet aged. Um, So if you buy one, like I said, I'd buy, I'd suggest buying larger than what you think because they do freeze well, um, but you'll be happier with the larger brisket. 
and then um, just trim it off that when you get ready to trim it, trim it off like that you'll see there's a lot of excess fat on your brisket. Just trim all that down, um, not all the way off because fat is where it's at, but you don't um, you don't want to leave so much that you're rubbing and stuff won't stick Bree, to that's it. what my ex-girlfriend said about me, by the way. <laughs> fat is where it's at. <laughs> fat is where it's at, right? Yeah. As, as she was driving away, she said that. <laughs> Well, I told Brad, since he and I've been dating, I've like put on like 20, 25 pounds. I said, you're just going to have to love me fluffy. I'm barbecue <laughs> fluffy now. So it, it is what it is. Um, but uh, no. Uh, so whenever you, if you trim down your brisket, um, get it to where the meat's exposed. Um, and then I like to inject my brisket. Um, you can go to any you know, Ace Hardware, Tractor Supply, or your barbecue supply stores around, um, they're going to have a brisket injection of some sort. Um, they've got Butcher Injection, Cosmo Injection, uh, Blues Hog. I mean, it just kind of depends on what area you're in as to what you can find. And if, you if get you're... Something- I was going to say, and if you're someplace where you don't have access to a, a, a barbecue store, you can create your own injection. You can start with a beef stock or a mm-hmm. consomme and, and add mm-hmm. some of those flavors to it. I even like to throw some uh, base from a, a can of mushrooms in there just to give it a little extra umami and give it that extra oomph. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, I, I, I agree. Injecting is great. It's a great way to add flavor. Well, and we also inject with um, pH water, so it's not just bottled water, but it's something that we can control. There's there's different elements to the different um, water around the country, even bottled water. Um, so we find it the more consistent we can keep the water that we use. So if you even, you know, if you want to use the same water all the time, just stick with something you can get and that you have local um, for consistency purposes. Because if you always use your tap, that's fine. If you always use Ozark water or whatever, then stick with that for consistency. Um, And then you can inject the night before you're going to that. We inject the night before. Some people inject a few hours before. We like to let it sit a little longer. Um, Right after I inject, I'll also apply my rubs. We do two separate rubs. I like to layer them on there. Um, and we only rub the top part of the brisket because the bottom part of the brisket usually it stays face down. You don't flip it like you flip ribs and different things like that at some points. Or, um, and so we'll put the rubs on there and then let them set um, overnight in the fridge. And then we'll take them out um, in the mornings and let them sit and kind of come up a little bit, not quite to room temp. Usually they're not out that long. Um, and, and then we'll put them on the pit. And does that, that help with, does that help with creating your bark or does that help with even cooking mm-hmm. or what's the, what's the value of letting them sit out for a little bit? Okay. So that great question. So we don't use, I, I do get this question a lot. Um, uh, do you use binders? We don't use any sort of a binder when we apply the rubs. So the natural sweat of the meat coming up to room temp helps that rub and everything stick and adhere to it. So you don't need to add that extra layer unless you just want it for flavor. Um, I don't, we don't really find that it adds any flavor. Um, we haven't played around with a ton of them, but we've used mustard and oil and different things like that. But um, that was back when we first started. We just have found that just applying the rubs and letting them sit allows for that, the rub to set like it needs to. And then once you put it on the smoker, um, then the bark, that's where you're working on the bark. You'll put it on the smoker uncovered 
Um, and we really, we cook to color is what we do at the first. Um, and Brie, so, Brie, I hate to interrupt. Mm-hmm. We're starting to run out of time and we want to talk quick, quickly about matching up judges. Can you kind of get to tell us about like a length of time, uh, and temperature kind of wrap that up if you would so much, mm-hmm. this has been great, but please do that for okay. us. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for our briskets to know that they're done, we know we don't temp our briskets. Um, it's all about how they feel. So basically what I tell somebody that looks at me like, I have no idea, I don't want to serve it raw, is if you take your temperature probe and stick it into butter that has been in the refrigerator, you'll feel that tension. That's not done. If you take a stick of butter that's been room temp on the counter and you stick your probe into that and you feel what that feels like, that's done. Yeah, hot so, blade into soft butter. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. So that's what you want it to feel like. Um, and that's probably the biggest tip because, you know, 205, 208 on one brisket is not going to be too done on the next brisket. So you can't just go off a temp. Okay. Well, thank you, you so much for that. Deal. We appreciate it. Now, we got less than a minute. Real quickly, tell us about matching up judges real quick. Absolutely. If you're a KCBS judge who is looking to cook with the team, whether it be to complete your master's certification or just because you want to learn more about it, you can reach out to me through Facebook. Um, either send me a message um, through Black Magic or me personally at Brianna Vi um, on Facebook, and I will do my best. You let me know where you're at. And I'll try to find a local team in the area to match you up with. It's kind of like a match.com, That's if a you will, per- between the judges. That's perfect, Bree. We've been talking to Brad and Bree from Black Magic Barbecue. You can check them out on Facebook at Black Magic Barbecue or on Instagram at Black underscore Magic underscore Barbecue. And it was great having them on as guests. Coming up next, we'll be talking to Andy about making sauces right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They've got commercial and now residential for you backyard barbecuers. Again, check them out at oldhickorypits.com. And please support your barbecue joints like in Seymour, Texas. I love this name. The Big Empty Beer and Barbecue. Wow. (laughs) That is a Texas barbecue right right there. They're located at 700 West California Street in Seymour. And when you're in Seymour, be sure to listen to Barbecue Radio Network on KSEY, 1230 AM and 94.3 FM. Got a really nice message from the owner there. And Eric Nadel, who is the play-by-play guy for the Texas Rangers, was visiting Kansas City and was talking about some of his barbecue joints. Good for him. He comes up here. I mean, when we travel, what do we do? We hit barbecue joints wherever you go. And his favorites were Q39, followed by a place called Char Bar, which doesn't get a lot of publicity, but very good barbecue. Yeah, Char Bar's great. And down in Westport. And I was watching a a thing about Q39, and they've got a burnt Edinburgh with spicy pickle slaw. And so they combined what that's what is, that's my favorite 
uh, thing on their menu, by the way. And and they combine what is it? Brisket? So they grind. They do a, a brisket grind for their burger itself, and then they take the point mm-hmm. of the brisket right. and slice that and put it on top of the burger. Oh. With that spicy slaw that's got the nice little jalapeno kick in it. Uh-huh. And then you put their hot, just drizzle a little bit of that hot sauce over the top of that. And it is it is amazing burger. It is It really is probably one of my top burgers in Kansas City. And I saw a chef doing a thing about that on TV a while back. And, and just, oh, man, that looks so good. Anyway, so, uh, and, and then, of course, they, you put your classic barbecue sauce on that. So, Thank you to Eric Nadel for for giving some shout-outs to Kansas City Barbecue. And also, a thank you to owner and on-air guy, our good buddy Mark Alibaugh at KCEY. And you can check them out at KCEYFM. Not only are they in Seymour, Texas, but they're also in Wichita Falls, Texas, which I've done a comedy show at the Air Force Base there. There Well, what do you know? You know why? Because Dave gets around. That's what happens (laughs) as I get around. And a shout-out to our military, especially the weekend after 4th of July holiday. All right, time now to feature my co-host, Andy Groneman, who is the New York State Empire Cup champion in seven events throughout the state of New York. Anywhere in New York, there's Andy I get around too, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, a little more than I do. So it's time now for our All Things Barbecue Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hopping over the fence to get a taste, unless, of course, you have that big barking dog. Get fired (laughs) up at their website, atbbq.com. That's atbbq.com. Andy, what do you got for us this week for a product spotlight so you know last weekend you're doing the lake thing Mm -hmm. you know you you got sparklers you got all of that and so kebabs and skewers all of that just kind of comes to mind and you know we were even talking with tom the week before about you know going and and actually taking your hot dogs and skewering them up and then doing that spiralized great idea well napoleon makes a rotisserie skewer set so it is it's basically it'll hold six skewers and they're flat skewers so that your stuff doesn't turn on them, right? right? It keeps right. it in place like we've talked about. But it's designed to go on any rotisserie bar that you have, and you can do six at a time. That's great. So when you're having that little summer party mm-hmm. and getting ready to you know, run to the lake or jump in the pool, you can throw those on on the rotisserie, and you'll get you know a nice full set of six full skewers going on the rotis. Now, if I'm there... So, less maintenance. Let's say I'm there with my honey and I'm doing it. Do I put four Nathan hot dogs on four of them and then she gets two hot dogs on the uh, end of it? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? (laughs) Just stuff those on there. I've seen people do, uh, honestly, like little Cornish hens. Oh, wow. And like stack those on there next to their Nathans. Yeah. You could do... You could take two of them. And put a whole chub of bologna on them. Uh, that's that's there you go there. <laughs> I like that. And of course, you know shrimp and vegetables. We, oh yeah, shrimp we, you and know, veggies we, for we sure. We talk mostly meat, but we love the vegetables too. And and there's nothing better than smoking and grilling vegetables. But yeah, so they're basically you got uh, roughly 16 inches of skewer space, and then there's six of them on a wheel. Oh, man. Will go on any rotisserie you've got. So if you got a gas grill, perfect because now you don't have to sit there and flip skewers. You just let the rotis run. That's perfect. So, it's uh, it's made by Napoleon, and I believe the exact name is called the Shish Kebab Rotisserie Skewer Set. But that it's really cool. I would say that is a product that you want to have on hand. Very nice, and you can check that out at All Things Barbecue and their website atbbq.com. So, uh, Andy, 
my okay, this is a brush with greatness, and I'm I don't know if you've heard this story. T Bones had to hear the story, but growing up, I went to school in grade school and part of middle you went school. To school. <laughs> when you were Good story, Dave. Good story. Yeah, great story. <laughs> and time. Uh, so I went to grade school and part of middle school with uh, a, a, a young man, gentleman, whose dad was Dr. Rich Davis. Yes. And a lot of barbecue people go, oh, KC Masterpiece. And he was a genius. He, he was a child psychiatrist. He played, he could just write a song and he loved to entertain and he would make homemade barbecue sauce. And of course, you know, when you do things like that, your friends, are, well, you should bottle it. And he's like, ho, 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 ho. And years later, KC Masterpiece. Yes. So, and- so for somebody who maybe wants to just try it at home, you know, I mean, I, there's so many great barbecue sauces there at the store, but kind of. Give the basics of, of somebody if they want to try it on their home. On yeah, their I mean, home. so barbecue sauce is one of those things that it's actually fairly easy to do, right? You don't have to have any special culinary skills to build a barbecue sauce. You just need a sauce pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few things now, that go into a, that. Do you need a food processor? Because I always see that when I'm watching television. You don't, you don't need one. Okay. It can make it easier if you are trying to create a really smooth consistency like a Vitamix or a food processor Got can it. help. But ideally... You want to start first with like a base and a, a, for me, like a good mirepoix or something mm-hmm. even, right? So like onions, a little peppers, a yep, little garlic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, take your pick, just onions and garlic even, depending on what you're going for. You need something sweet. You need something spicy. So it doesn't have to be spicy, but you need a little bit of spice there. Then you need something that's going to create some smokiness. So whether that is a chipotle pepper or smoked paprika or something, you need an acid to help brighten everything and bring your flavors out. And then you want something a little salty, right? So when you think about that, so I'd start with just onions and garlic, chop those up and just let them start cooking in the pot, Mm -hmm. right? And get your base going there. Uh, and then at some point, once they start to brown, because really you want that. Now, when you're when you're originally cooking, do you throw a little olive oil in there when you're cooking them? You or? can put a little butter, a little butter. Olive oil okay, in there. okay. Um, and you're gonna as soon as they start to get that nice golden brown and and caramelize, you're mm-hmm. gonna start to add a liquid. Now you know, like if you go to a cookbook, it's probably gonna say put in two cups of water or something. <laughs> well. You know, Emeril Lagazi taught us all, I don't know where you go, but where I go come from, my water doesn't come seasoned, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's that's always stuck in the back of my head. So I never use water for anything. Okay. I always use a stock or a beer or a wine. And when I say a wine, like don't go out and get a bottle of cooking wine, like take a wine that you would drink and okay. use that. Like the, cooking wine is a joke, right? It's not really wine. <laughs> so, but I, you know, for barbecue sauce, beer is great. So you throw a beer in there and let that start to cook down and then pick your sweet. Do you like molasses, which is going to be earthier mm-hmm. and have a little bit more of a bite to it? Or do you want something softer like a maple syrup okay. or brown sugar? So you pick your sweet, right? Then pick your spicy. Do you want red pepper flakes that are going to create that capsicum oil in the sauce and make it a little hotter? A little or do you hotter? just want yeah. smoked paprika, which is a little hot on its own, right? And so you start to add those things and then pick a pick an acid, either like, you know, apple cider vinegar is is kind of the standard for a barbecue sauce, but you could use white vinegar or citrus. You could use like lemon juice and an orange juice or something. You can use something with a little acid and you just mix all of that in and then add your salty component. I usually just use like a sea salt. And then you let that just 
come up to a boil in your stock pot and then turn the pot all the way down and just let it simmer and reduce. Uh huh. And you can start adding those flavors as you go. So what you have just said there, if I understand this correctly, is you have kind of given out the template for developing your flavor profile. Yes. Correct? And then obviously the other piece that you're going to add is a, some type of a tomato. Right. Right. So I like to just start with whole Romas, you know, like a stewed tomato and just put them in. And as I'm stirring the pot, they break down. Okay. But I would say, again, more of a traditional take would be to use tomato paste and just mix a little bit of tomato paste with that beer that you were throwing in there. And that would be your tomato base. But, you know, if you don't want to go from scratch, you can take any sauce that you like from the store and add those onions and garlic, add a little bit of uh, mustard and Worcestershire, and off you go. Next week, we're going to have Megan Day from Burnt Finger Barbecue, and we'll be talking about smoking meats with a gas grill. That's coming up next week right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. 